Hey, everybody. Hello and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, SeaWorld may be bouncing back from the Blackfish scandal. Disney characters are creating union problems for the company. And reports have it that Disney is paving Richard Petty to put up a parking lot. Also, some changes have been announced to the 2016 Disney World packages. And a little later on, Dustin and the team will discuss Disney films in the theme parks. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 823 for the week of June 23rd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends and fellow travelers, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. Disboard's community manager, Jackie Gailey. Hi, everyone. The lovely and talented Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with Rhino Clavin Hello. and associate producer and just back from Europe, Craig Williams. Hello. Welcome home, Craig. Oh, thank you. Welcome Do you home. have an, is your mic on? I don't know. Is it on? I don't think I his mic is on. I mean, I'm okay with that. Oh, now it's on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not hearing him. I'll fix that in a moment. Okay. All right. Want to share? Technical issues, please stand by. And oh, hey, I'm here now. Share. I'm here now. <laughs> I got you, babe. Speaking of technical issues, let me apologize. Uh, two weeks ago, we were unable to go out uh, uh, with a show because of some technical issues here in the studio. And of course, last week, uh, many of us were on the Alaska cruise on uh, Royal Caribbean's Jewel of the Seas. And so we did not have a show to go out last week. I apologize for that. Some of you got a little upset. Um, some of you need to work on an overdeveloped sense of entitlement. Um, but uh, we apologize for it. We do our best to get shows up every week. Sometimes it just can't happen. So I ask your forbearance and patience in those situations. We do our best. Um, with that said, um, in housekeeping, I have a couple things. First of all, uh, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged goes live every Sunday night on Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. Sunday, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the shows go up on iTunes Monday and Tuesday every week. On this week's show, Tom takes a look at the best Western raffles in and suites, and the team talks about Disneyland for non-Disney dads. Always an interesting discussion when you have to take your non-Disney spouse to Disney and how to entertain them. Um, so that is uh, this week uh, on the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. You can check them out on iTunes. Uh, also this week, uh, every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, The Trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles. And this, this week, Rhino, what are they talking about? They are going to experience the Orlando 360 area. So they took a trip to Madame Tussauds, uh, Sea Life and the Orlando Eye. You that really still sounds like one thing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put more of a comma in there. Madame Tussauds Orlando. Wax Museum, comma. comma. Sea Life, comma. Orlando Eye. Because I'm expecting wax fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there were there were some wax gators. I don't think there were wax fish, but... Um, 
there it's there's a it was a fun experience so it'll be a good show it's definitely something to tune into that was my first time over there with them so cool be very interested to hear what that's about i haven't been over there yet so. It's, it's wonderful they're developing that area like crazy and there was like things I had never I didn't know was even over there so pumping a lot of money into iDrive that section of iDrive so um, also on every Thursday 1pm Eastern Time the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged starring the lovely and talented Craig Williams along with other people <laughs> like Dustin West and Rhino Clavin the other people that are right here Jenny Lynn Knopp so uh, what is it this week uh, Craig I think we'll just play a rerun no, you won't. Oh, okay, well, if I have to do a show, then uh, I guess we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, small news that happened this week. Nothing too amazing. So a little bit of things in the buzz. And that makes you want to watch, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really exciting is going to happen on our I, show. I liked it better when his mic was off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who like that better. But uh, we're going to be doing a little buzz. And then after that, we are going to be talking about a dining experience. Ooh. You'll have to tune in to see which one. Or just pay attention to Facebook right before the show whenever I spoil it. But okay. one or the other. Awesome. All right. So that's Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Dizunplug.com if you want to watch it live. YouTube.com slash WDW Info if you'd like to see it on YouTube. Or you can go to our live stream channel and check it out there. All these places. There's so many ways to consume us. Um, so go consume. Um, <laughs> Also want to mention some of the upcoming Diz Meets. Mm, excuse me. Drinking soda. Getting gassy. Um, <laughs> upcoming Diz Meets to raise money for Give Kids the World uh, next weekend. Uh, many members of the team will be up in Hershey, Pennsylvania for the second annual Hershey Diz Meet, which we're really excited about. And I may actually get to get into that theme park this time. But uh, we're very, very excited about that. That's the weekend of June 26th through the 28th. Uh, coming up after that, the Halifax, Nova Scotia meet, uh, the weekend of August 16th. If you can get up to Halifax, I promise you will thank me. Mm-hmm. You will thank me. What a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous place Nova Scotia is. And what great people uh, we have up there mm-hmm. doing this. It really says a lot about Evelyn McNamara and her team that the vast majority of people, and there are usually well over 100, and they usually raise a significant amount of money. Uh, have never watched our show, have no idea who we are. This is just Evelyn working her community. And it's amazing. So come on up. It's just an awesome experience. It really is. So Halifax, August 16th. Uh, Dustin and I, along with Teresa and Kathy, will be up there. The reason we don't have more of the team in Halifax is because they're going to be out at the D23 conference Mm -hmm. and uh, out in Anaheim as Kevin beats himself up. I I think he pulled a muscle (laughs) raising the roof. I hit my microphone. Ow. Ow. Um, And then, of course, there is the venerable granddaddy of all the meats, the oldest one, the Indianapolis meet, which I don't have a date down here for. It's the end of August. I think August 29th. 29th. I was going to say 28th, but August 29th, the Indianapolis meet. We will be out there for that. I swore I was not going to miss it again this year. So we will be out there for that. Of course, the other venerable, almost granddaddy of them all, the second oldest of the meets, the New England meet, September 18th through the 20th. These guys have a great slate of events set up, um, all sorts of tours and fun stuff to do during that weekend. It's just a lot of fun uh, and a great meet. Uh, Delaware, October 16th through the 18th. Um, is also uh, coming up 
And of course, some of us won't be here because we'll be river cruising in Paris. <laughs> so, you know, I love you guys. Do you feel the pity death. coming through the computer? <laughs> I love you guys to death, but a river cruise in Paris, you can't fault me. You can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so very excited about these meets. And when we're talking about raising money for Give Kids the World, I do want to mention something that happened this past week on our cruise. Um, as some of you know, we were, uh, John and Kevin, Dustin and I, along with the Disneyland team, and about 80 other Dizzers were on the uh, Royal Caribbean Jewel of the Seas on an Alaska sailing. This was not an official quote-unquote Diz cruise. We didn't do a show. Um, but one of the things we did do was uh, that John and Kevin and Tracy Heinrichs put together was an auction uh, to raise money for Give Kids the World. They raised $17,100 for wow. Give Kids the World. Wow. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. On this cruise, which wow. is In two stunning. hours. Go ahead, you meet. Beat us. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> you people with all your weekend-long events. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh, wow. 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 Bitter. Um, That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Right. $17,000. I just have generous. to say, John and Tracy were amazing. John was the auctioneer, and Tracy was his sometimes willing, sometimes snarky hostess. We told her she was the Carol Merrill of the Seas. What was even funnier was that she had no idea who Carol Merrill was. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Um, It was great fun. Not only were our our fellow travelers extremely generous, when people bid $50 on something, they gave $150. We had people write checks for huge amounts of money who bid on nothing Nothing. but just wanted to donate. It It was a spectacular couple of hours. And unfortunately, I missed it for two reasons. Number one, I completely forgot it was going on because I didn't look at the schedule. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to make up excuses. I forgot it was going on. I was also distracted because I'd gotten a pretty bad infection on my leg and had to go see the doctor on the ship. This is the second time. Whenever I sail Alaska and it's not on Disney, I end up in the infirmary. It happened to me on the Norwegian cruise three years ago. I had an allergic reaction to medication the doctor had given me. So I had a, I was like broke out in hives, um, and then this, and of course being diabetic, you get an infection on your leg. There's you yeah. know you don't want to mess around you with be that. Be careful. So, um, so I wasn't there for any of it, um, but it was a great cruise uh, in a lot of ways. Um, our events and things like that, the people were great. The ship itself was beautiful. The crew was horrible, horrible, horrible crew. I just was blown away. This is not a cruise you want to go on, especially if you're special needs, in a wheelchair, anything like that. Mm. Um, these people are a lawsuit waiting to happen, but we'll talk about that some other time. Um, but we had a great time. We did have a great time. My mother loved it. My brother loved it. I loved it. We Dustin loved it. loved it. These guys loved it. Also, I didn't deal with anybody with a special need, so I didn't have that experience. But I didn't. I didn't have any... Um, service issues. Other people said they did. Yeah, uh, John and I didn't. A lot of we a lot of lucky. people did. A lot of people did. Um, and I was just really disappointed. Very disappointed in Royal Caribbean. The cruise itself was absolutely incredible. It's it my is, favorite cruise and ever. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You didn't even get to see the best scenery because we didn't spend any time on the inside passage where a lot of cruises that go to Alaska do. This one did not. Well, this one also and left from Seattle and returned to Seattle. So you no, there's have still his... there are still ones that come out of Seattle. I, I've gone out of Seattle and done the inside passage. It depends on their itinerary. Um, you want to make sure because that day when you spend that morning and afternoon going up the inside passage as you go up to Tracy Arm, uh, it's 
because you just you do nothing but sit out in your balcony and look at the scenery going by, saying, "How is this possible? How is this?" It's just remarkable how beautiful it is. I mean, still the scenery was amazing. I thought it was incredible. And of all the cruises that I've, this is my fourth Alaska cruise, and they've all gone to Tracy Arm. This is the closest we ever got to that glacier. Oh my! Gosh. I woke up, woke up. It was like eight o'clock in the morning, and I opened the blinds in my in my room, and it's like the distance between it, not really but it seemed like the distance between me and the production nook there wow. was this glacier oh, wow. this massive glacier between two mountains and as close as we've ever gotten they can't always get that close so this was this was rare and you just sit there and you watch the seals playing on the ice the little, little icebergs and, and then it sounded like the worst thunder we've ever had in Florida I mean huge and it was echoing between these two mountains and a piece of the glacier broke off yeah it, it happens every oh, time wow. you're there it happens it awesome. every time you're it there it was awesome parts of the glacier start to shear off but you hear it long before yeah. you see it okay yeah. wow it's and then you cool. just watch and wonder where it's gonna fall it was it's yeah. the best cruise I've ever been on it, wow. it's, it's Alaska but it was our amazing. first time Alaska is an amazing sailing. It's an amazing sailing. Everyone should do it. You know, if you had asked me five, six years ago, was I really interested in doing Alaska? The answer was not really. You know, sounds nice, but Alaska, cold. We also had a heat wave. Yeah, it was very warm, actually. It was 85. Yeah. And sunny. I'm telling you, if you think Alaska is not for you, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're into. I'm nobody's definition of nature boy. Uh Alaska is amazing. You will love it. Oh, I you didn't venture out it. into the nature. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it from the safety right. of well, the ship. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Is that you know? But if you're into that stuff, there are plenty of excursions that you can go out and do all that hiking and you know other things that make absolutely no sense to me. Uh, but Alaska, trust me. If you say to yourself, "Eh, do it," I've do been it, on lots and then of come cruises. back to me and tell me how right I was, because I've been saying it for how many years now. Go to Alaska. Talk to the people that were on this cruise with us, who had never done it before, who also thought, eh, they're going back. These two, eh, best cruise they've ever been on. They want to go back. We tried to book, we had Alaska booked in 2004, and it was hurricane year. So we canceled, and we've never had a chance to make it back. We went to the rebooking desk to book again for next year and have decided that maybe we should wait a year and not go again every single year. I, You know what? I Last year was the first year that I hadn't done it. I had done it three years prior. Um, and then this year. Uh, I like doing it every season. I like, especially you start doing it the July-August time frame when it's like brutal here. And you get up there and it's just so gorgeous. And especially that time of year, I found that for me... Uh, August seems to be the best time to do that cruise, and it's just it's just amazing. I also want to say too, we spent a couple of really great days in Seattle. We love. Oh Seattle. yeah, the Seattle. Inn at the Market, the Inn at the Market uh, in Seattle, uh, which was a recommendation from our friend Heather Weil, turned out to be because the last time I'd been in Seattle, we stayed at the Four Seasons, which I loved and was fabulous. But the Four Seasons had nothing on the Inn at the Market. The service was incredible. The rooms were fantastic. Those beds, mm. which was not our experience on the Royal Caribbean ship. No. Those beds were slabs of concrete. I, they should be ashamed of themselves with those beds. I sat on the bed and didn't make a dent. That should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> but the Inn at the Market in Seattle, if you need to be in Seattle and you're looking for a place to stay, 
boutique hotel right up, literally right up the street from the market, from the farmer's market. Uh, Ask for room 808. Like half a block away. Yeah. It was like half a block away. My stomping ground. Awesome. I loved it. Awesome city. And then I couldn't get a room at the inn uh, the night after the cruise. We decided to spend another night there. And so we stayed at uh, the Arctic, it was called. It's a double tree. And it's in a really old hotel. I think it was built in 1904 or something like that. And so, and gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous hotel. And the service was wonderful. Just my mother loved it. My mother was like, oh my God, this is exactly my style. But it was just a little too old for me. Um, and, but you're very comfortable, very nice. But I would really recommend if you're going to Seattle, if you need to be in Seattle, you want a place to stay that's interesting that you're going to remember that you'll go back to again because I will absolutely stay there again. The Inn at the Market is the place to go. Thank you, Heather. So, with all that said, what else do we have for housekeeping? I have a, a little note from Arendelle Prince from the Indie Meet that they raised $1,245 online with the auction that they had last weekend that ran for two days. And they would like to thank everybody who participated in that, and they'll see everybody August 29th. That's so awesome. That's great. Looking, looking forward to it. Looking forward to How it. How long have we been doing this? Doing what? This podcast. Uh, July 26th it'll be nine years my brother decided today that we might be interesting enough to listen to (laughs) (laughs) well my mother my mother watches live every week does she my mother my brother has decided that after nine Nine years years. he called me and he goes so are you still doing this podcast I said I do it every week he says how do I get to it I said are you going to watch it maybe and I said, to him, I said to him a long time ago, do you watch the podcast? He goes, I don't think you're this interesting in real life. Why would I <laughs> <laughs> However, that's my brother. Hi, Kevin's brother. <laughs> His name is Brian. Hi, Hi Brian. Brian. Hi, Brian. Kevin's brother, Brian. <laughs> um, all right, anything else for housekeeping? Anything else we got to talk about before I get to this week's poll? Got an interesting email from Chris in Iowa City. Uh, recently suggesting a poll saying that uh, their family's next visit to Disney World, they're going to skip Hollywood Studios. Um, They find it to be too tired and too outdated. And suggested that our poll this week should be, on your next visit to Disney World, will you visit every park multiple times, visit each park at least once, skip one park, or skip more than one park? Um, As the display catches up with me. Sorry. (laughs) Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm, I'm in this state with Hollywood Studios. And I tell you, I really enjoyed Star Wars Weekends uh, this year. Really enjoyed it. And it was nice to be in Hollywood Studios and enjoy the experience. I've often been in there and found it tired, outdated, uh, crowded. Uh, it's a park that does not absorb its crowds well. No. And there's all sorts of speculation about what's going to be coming up. Um, you know, Star Wars Land, Cars Land slash Pixar Land. There's all this land being allocated and cleared out, and um, and that's great. But as we know from experience, that uh, if they announce tomorrow that they're doing Star Wars Land, we may see it in our lifetime. May. <laughs> um, so it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, at least three or four years from now. Uh, and so, and construction, there's going to be a lot of construction going on at that park. So with all that said, you know, at what point do people just start? Because you're paying the same price to go into 
Hollywood Studios as you're already going to Epcot or into Animal Kingdom. Right. Paying the same price. So at what point are people going to be like, okay, you know what? When you get it done, give me a call. And I'll come back and check it out. Mm-hmm. But until then, why should I spend my time there? Um, the studios, though, has probably one of the best rides. Toy Story Mania? Toy Story Mania. Still Agreed. one of the most rides that people want to ride more than once. So I don't know that people would skip the entire park. They want to go and ride that ride specifically. They need more rides like that. Well, yeah. they're they're making that larger. So that's coming on tap, what, probably first part of the year. So that you'll have that second half. But I was there last week for the opening of the Frozen, whatever, the summer fun. And I know we all make a lot of fun of about the Frozen stuff, but I went to the show where they, you know, they have the characters. That, to me, was like pure Disney. Well, one of the yeah. things, it's funny you mentioned that, because one of the things that I was thinking um, recently about the Frozen stuff that we talked about was that it seemed so knee-jerk. And that they just started slapping Frozen on everything because they needed to capitalize on it. Now that they've had some time, I'm interested to see what they do this year. Like with the summer summer Frozen fun and with what they're going to do at the Halloween party and the Christmas party. I'm sure they'll try and work it in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now that they've had time to not knee jerk, yeah. what are they going to do? Um, so I'm wondering if some of those some of those elements, those frozen elements in the park, are and the studios is the appropriate place for that. Mm-hmm. The studios is where it fits in the best, exactly. in my opinion. I frozen so was too. like a hit song that becomes like phenomenally popular. You like it when it first comes out. About three months later, you think, "Please stop playing it." <laughs> it's just one of those things that it was really great, but. The minute you've been hit over the head with it for that long, and that's how Frozen started to get. They seem to have let up on that a little bit. But I think this is going to be a, a good point of discussion in your segment, Dustin. Absolutely. About uh, the integration of movies and the theme parks, what works and what doesn't. Yep. So um, <clears throat> so that is going to be our poll for this week. On your next visit to Walt Disney World, are you going to visit every park multiple times, visit each park at least once, skip one park or skip more than one park? We'll have that poll up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, sometime after today's show. And we'll have the results next week. And uh, Chris and Iowa City, we're going to send you an email because uh, you've got a $50 gift card coming for suggesting a poll that we used on the show. Yay. Yay. So with that, unless anybody else has anything else for housekeeping, I think we should just take two minutes before we move on to the news and talk to Mr. Craig a little bit. Oh, okay. We're going to make him do a segment on this. But Craig got an opportunity to do the uh, an Adventures by Disney trip in Central Europe uh, last week. Yes. And just uh, give us uh, give us a little taste. How was it? I, it's hard to still come up with words for it because it was my first time being in Europe. So I, I'm used to going to some historical sites around the United States. And whenever you're in this area, you know, you can see stuff from the 1700s, 1800s still, and uh, a lot of stuff from 1900s, obviously. So to actually go to places where, you know, stuff has been around since the 14th century, Mm -hmm. even earlier in some locations, first off, that was, it was hard to even wrap my head around seeing those types of places. And the trip started off in Prague, which I heard from so many people before we went that it was going to be just one of the most gorgeous places and uh kevin and i were talking about it before the show and how it just was untouched because it wasn't really affected during world war ii even and 
I mean, the I didn't understand a lick of anything that anyone was saying there just because I didn't practice my uh, check before I left. But, oh, my God, the the food there, the the scenery, just all the buildings, the, the history, the culture there, I just – I was blown away. It was the perfect – place to start off a trip never going to europe before and that was definitely the place i was most scared about just because i i know a little bit of german i can understand that so whenever we went into uh germany and then austria later on i felt more prepared for that but uh no prague was great and then from there we spent a lot of time going around salzburg and the sound of music tour which was one of the highlights for kylie going into the trip especially being such a huge fan and it was so cool to see a lot of the places where that was filmed and uh were the hills alive oh the hills they they were alive it was very hilly and then uh (laughs) and just gorgeous like everything and then vienna was such a charming city probably my favorite city i've ever traveled to now Mm. including anything in the united states uh it just it, it blew me away how it mixed modern elements with actual classical moments still in time and i just i took like eight hours of video and kylie helped take over ten thousand pictures that i need ten thousand yeah not really you're not being literal literal yeah so gotta start weeding through some photograph uh, every block you were on (laughs) essentially yeah (laughs) he's putting together a 3d you know there's something that you there's something that you said that i identify with from my first experience uh, going to Europe is, you know, our sense of history in this country is, you know, 200 plus years old. And, you know, we see something from the 1700s and we, you know, kind of plots a little bit. The Firestone Building in downtown Orlando is a historical building. <laughs> the Firestone Building. Yeah. Like from 1940. But you go, you go to places like London and Italy and Prague and Vienna and you see these buildings that were built in, you know, the 1200s. And you, you, like you said, you know, trying to wrap your mind around that. That, okay, really? This uh, building has been here that long? Uh, Eddie, the comedian Eddie Izzard says, well, yeah. this is where the history came from. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that we experience is when you go to Rome and you're in the BCs. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I can't even think about the Ciao. fact that this is where, you know, gladiators walked and stuff right. like that. We went into well, a museum in Siena and I saw a wrought iron sculpture and I was just admiring it. And the person working at the museum said, do you like that? I said, yes. They said, we had to bring it in. It was brought in side the building in the 1800s because of air pollution and when we took it down we found a date underneath that was put up in 1400 mm. 1492 1492 she said wasn't that when your country was discovered and all of a sudden you think wow. <laughs> yeah. you know well, yeah. I think one of the most one of the biggest highlights of the trip just happened by accident we they told us to go hiking around the hotel in uh, Berchtesgaden in Germany where we were staying at and there was uh there was a bunch of bunkers and stuff because that whole area was where a lot of the Nazis had set up. And so we're just hiking on a trail and see this sign. And it turns out that we were standing right in the ground where Hitler's Berghof, his mountain house was just complete ruins. Only the foundation left, but it was one of those moments like just going on a leisurely hike at night before bed and just stumbled. You end up in Hitler's house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the best moments of any adventures by Disney is when you wander off on your own. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you find these little gems. It was amazing. I also think going to Europe for the first time, 
I think it's really amazing for people because I think it gives you a worldview. I think anytime you travel outside of your country, it expands your mind. You get a worldview that all of a sudden, I think in the United States, we tend to be a little insular, that everything kind of stops at our border. You know, people become, we're kind of bred to be Americans. And you venture outside and you see that there's a whole other world out there. And I don't mean to make that simplistic, and it's certainly not a slam against right, Americans. Right, exactly. And Adventures it's, by Disney puts it in this nice sort of comfortable bubble. Right. It sort of makes it easy. You but give you, you great guides. Get, you get a worldview. You get a different view of the get, world. You get the safety of that Disney bubble. Right. But at the same time, you get an, an authentic experience of the places that you're visiting. It's not necessarily sanitized. And it's that's one of the things I love so much about ABD, which is why I've done so many of them. And so having, you know, when the opportunity came up uh, to have Craig do this, you know, I wish now that in my 20s, I had traveled to some of these places the way some of these guys get to do now. In my 20s, I didn't have two dimes to rub together. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So the thought of going to Europe was just absolutely out of the question. So, because I really think it does change your world worldview. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it and it does expand your mind. I know it expanded mine. Mine too. That you know the concept of your place in the world, and you know that there are these other cultures and the history behind them. And uh, one of the reasons I love London so much, I love Great Britain so much. When you travel, do you ever? One of my tests is I say to myself, Do I think I could live here? And there's been places where I think to myself, I loved Alaska. I don't think I could live there. I couldn't deal with the fact that it's daylight at 3 a.m. I just couldn't. And 20 below. And, right. <laughs> it's not when, just daylight. The first time I went to Europe, I went to Italy, and I think to myself, I could live in Italy. Yeah. So that to well, me Well, they're is, giving away houses in Sicily right now. Are they? There's a town in Sicily that has lost most of its population, and these like they died are, or they can't find them? Well, they've left. <laughs> they've just left. A lot, of the, a lot of the homes were abandoned during the emigration in the, at the turn of the century. Um, and just kind of the town is dying off. And so they come up with this idea where they're going to either give the houses away or, give them, or, or charge very little for them. But within four years, you have to restore them completely to be habitable, so which is problem. not inexpensive no. in Italy. Uh, but apparently this has worked brilliantly, and all these people are taking these homes uh, in Sicily. Uh, it's actually outside of Sicily, but I was reading about it in the, the Times the other day. I was like, oh, my God, that's interesting. But, hmm. you know, would I do something like that? Probably not. And um, Italy has that thing. Well, I think we're going to close for a couple hours. So I, don't, I had trouble <laughs> with workers here in the United States. I don't know how good I would be with someone remodeling my home and having them say, well, we're going to leave for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, glad you're back. And thank you guys so much for giving me that opportunity. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Once in a lifetime thing. Well, hopefully not. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully not, but. First in a lifetime. First in a lifetime. Not necessarily once in a lifetime. <laughs> but glad you enjoyed it. Glad you're back. So with that, we will move on and turn it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Technical glitch causes extra charges for Disney vacation accounts. Some Disney vacation account users found that extra money was deducted from their bank accounts and credit cards and transferred into their vacation savings accounts as part of a technical glitch last week. Systems upgrades were responsible for the glitch, and Disney is currently in the process of refunding the money. Members checking their Disney vacation accounts reported seeing double charges and incorrect amounts being deducted. The website was down for several days, but is now back up and running. Disney spokesman 
Brian Melanius said, quote, we apologize for any inconvenience this has caused our guests, and we are reaching out to let them know we are resolving the situation. Disney also said they will work with any customers who had insufficient funds charges on their bank accounts as a result of the mistake. Um, I actually experienced this firsthand. Oh, really? They took out a double deduction from my account for Disney Vacation account. You know, luckily, you have a Disney Vacation account? I do. I do. When we did our first story about it, I wanted to see how it worked and if I liked oh, right. it or not. So I set one up. So I have like $200 a month taken out into a Disney Vacation Club. What's really nice, account, which is really nice about it is it can be used for so many different things that it's not limiting to a Disney Vacation. So I can put it can towards... Can you use it at Bloomingdale's? I cannot. It does not get at Louis Vuitton. Um, Damn. So you can use it for an Adventures by so Disney trip and things Disney like Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line. Disneyland. Correct. All of that. Okay, that's cool. The other thing, too, you can do is you can also buy Disney uh, gift cards with it. There's all, a lot of flexibility with it. But what I want to say is um, they did really good about it. I didn't even know what happened. And then I got a letter saying, we're really sorry. We're going to refund you the money. Um, obviously, I feel bad for people who have lost insufficient fund charges and things like that. Yeah. But I kind of think if you're having enough money taking out of your Disney vacation account that it's going to cause you to be zero balance, you might want to reconsider how much money you're having taken out of your account. I mean, it sounds like you know you don't want to do this if you're... Sounds like you're blaming the victim. I am blaming the victim. No, I mean, I, Disney's absolutely wrong for doing this, and this was a technical glitch. But if you have... One person said they had $85 a month taken out, and that $85 a month made them go into a negative balance. I think you have to reconsider signing up for this. Well, I have this. Account. I have this problem on a not so monthly basis, but I have one bank account that all I use it for is to pay my car payment. And so, if I forget to put a check in there each month, it'll do that. So, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but I think um, some people probably, you know, may have a special bank account that has a lower thing that they only use for things like that or something like that. Um, so maybe that's where some of the insufficient funds may have come from. Could be. You're wrong, but it could be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a Disney vacation account, again, I think this is a good idea. This is very weird for me to say because I'm not a big fan of giving Disney money when, <laughs> you know, before they deserve it, but it has some really good perks associated with it, so I think you should not be afraid to open a Disney vacation account. All right. All right. Our second news story. SeaWorld may be bouncing back from Blackfish backlash. That's a mouthful. In recent months, SeaWorld has been pushing back against the documentary Blackfish, which accused the company's parks of mistreating killer whales. The documentary managed to damage the company's attendance, earnings, and stock price, along with the wholesale image it projects. The Orlando company, which decried the films as unfair and inaccurate, hired a new chief executive officer, announced plans for larger orca tanks, and launched a $10 million advertising campaign defending its treatment of whales and promoting the company's work to benefit animals. As, a, as part of its new $10 million pledge to fund conservation of orcas in the wild, SeaWorld last month committed $1.5 million to a partnership with the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to help rebuild the population of endangered southern resident killer whales found off of the Pacific Northwest. SeaWorld's efforts to res rescue its reputation may be helping. After falling 4.2% in 2014, attendance rose 5.6% in the first three months of the year at its 11 theme parks and attractions. 
although SeaWorld noted in early Easter helped boost crowds. Revenue rose just 1% because the company had to use promotional offerings to help attract visitors, who spent less on average than a year before. John Manby, SeaWorld's new CEO, told investors he was encouraged by the results so far. Um, and then it always goes on to quote analysts. Some believe that SeaWorld is still on a decline, and some believe that SeaWorld is coming back. Um, SeaWorld has a long history of rescuing sea animals, but the blackfish accusations forced the company to more heavily promote its work. The company's campaign of TV, print, and online ads launched in March to correct what the company says are, quote, inaccuracies repeated by animal extremist organizations. Quote, caring for the whales, we have the great responsibility to get that right, SeaWorld veter veterinarian Laura Croft said in one of the TV commercials. In addition to the $10 million pledge for killer whales conservation and research, SeaWorld intends to establish an independent advisory committee of scientists to oversee its ORCA program. Uh, and SeaWorld representatives say that this, uh, say their efforts are not an act of contrition, apologizing for the saying they don't have anything to apologize correct, for. They don't have anything to apologize for in the Blackfish documentary. Well, we all know how I feel about uh, Blackfish and SeaWorld. And uh, I'm glad to hear some good news, even if it is slightly good news, that their numbers, at least for the first quarter, are starting to rebound. Um, there was an analyst quoted in this article um, who said that. Uh, he felt that at some point the blackfish controversy was going to die off, that SeaWorld would get far enough away from it that, you know, it just wasn't going to keep having the same impact as it had in the last year. That may be happening. We're not going to know until they file their annual report uh, for this fiscal and see exactly what the overall is. But, you know, a first quarter bump of 5%, that's good news. I read an article the other day, something that horrified me, and I think to myself, if as many people were as vocal about this as they were about this moving, things might change. The article said there's been two great mass extinctions so far, and both of them were due to atmospheric or earth condition um, grand events. There's another mass extinction coming, and they said within two generations of today that we could lose 75% of the species in the world. And this this mass extinction is man-made. Mm. Things like the Sumatran tiger, um, several breeds of shark, uh, um, African elephants, the hawksbill turtle, the leatherback turtle. I mean, things that, you know, I forget what it is. I'm not sure if it's the black rhino or the white rhino, but there's Both one ma what? I, but there's one left. More off than the other, yeah. Well, there's one male left, and it's being... It's being surrounded by armed guards, and they're hoping that they can use him to breed females, which there seem to be more of. And I think to myself, this is a man-made event. And this movie, and I don't mean to be little whales, but we're talking about a couple of whales. Maybe, what, a couple of dozen whales. Yet we're talking about losing 75% of the species on Earth within mm. two generations. That means Kathy's great-grandkids. 
And I just chose you because you have kids. <laughs> um, your great-grandchildren might lose 75% of the, uh, the species on Earth due to man-made circumstances. It's mm. never happened in recorded time. Yeah. So I think to myself, maybe we're looking at a small picture when what we need to do is worry about a big picture. Yeah, but unfortunately, the big picture doesn't come with a CNN documentary and... Right. A big, um, great big corporation behind it. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have the same PR value as attacking SeaWorld. Um, and, you know, ac- accusing them of things by using fake scientists, people who are pretending to be scientists who really aren't. They're animal rights activists. Um, taking things out of context, ap- downright lying about things. Uh, the inaccuracies in the Blackfish documentary were unbelievable. And uh, the fact that so many people have been sucked in by it is kind of sad. Um, the lack of critical thinking that can go on sometimes. Um, and look, the first time I watched it, I'm like, wow, okay, wow, that's really bad. But then I said, okay, but what's the other side of this? Because this is awfully one-sided. Yeah, then when you start scratching beneath the surface, you start realizing, oh, wait a second, there was an agenda here. This is a hit job. This isn't something that's really being done for the public good. This is a hit job to promote an agenda, a radical left-wing agenda. And that is exactly what it is. And I have no more patience for a radical left-wing agenda than I do for a radical right-wing agenda. And because they're both dishonest. They're both dishonest. At several of the, two of the ports, not several, two of the ports we stopped at, I was surprised to see posters like billboards that showed sharks with a circle around their fin. Apparently, there's a great deal of Japanese tourists come into Alaska. And all of the billboards said, this is not food or medicine. And Mm. sharks are being killed specifically for the Japanese market to make shark fin soup, which they consider has a medicinal quality. Same with dolphins. Right. So I think think there are so – not to make a joke, there are bigger fish to fry. Also, too, you know, we said this before. I think living in Florida, especially (laughs) the Orlando area, we see a lot of news about what SeaWorld does. And the good things that SeaWorld does, you know, constantly rescue animals. That are well beyond – Good corporate PR. Right. That are well beyond the things that they do that they never get press about. The Gulf oil spill. SeaWorld was there as soon as yep. it happened. Yep. They were there saving animals. The P, you know, you can, question, you can question executives. You cannot question the love and dedication of the people that work there mm-hmm. and the people that care for these animals. You cannot question them. Their integrity is above reproach. And that's what this hit job never, ever took into account, that the people actually on the ground and the resources that are dedicated by SeaWorld to things that have nothing to do with their theme park, nothing to do with their theme park, the resources, time and money that they don't have to do, they could do far less under the banner of good corporate PR and get away with it. And they don't do that. And they never have, not before Blackfish and not after. But what bothers me most of all is the, 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 the layer of, of grime that this hit job put over really good, decent people who work at SeaWorld, who care for these animals, who are there for the right reasons, who have the right thing in their heart, and they do, and they do this work because they love what they do. And then these people get, these people get this, this awful smut all over them from a, a left-wing agenda hit job 
that had absolutely nothing to do with reality, had absolutely nothing to do with fairness. It's about promoting a radical agenda. That's what Blackfish is. It's a radical agenda. I think the most damning piece of evidence against Blackfish is Dawn Branchow's family. She was the woman that was killed by the orca just recently, who have a legitimate gripe against SeaWorld. They lost a family member, came out and said, this is not true. None of this is true. And I think that is... Pretty damning. Right. Pretty damning. All right, let's move on. I'm getting my blood pressure up. All right. Uh, he needs I, a Purin tablet. I need a Purin tablet. <laughs> before we go on to our third news story, I just want to say that um, if you have little ones listening, this one might ruin the magic for some of them. Not that the SeaWorld story was, you know, <laughs> kids Magical. and roses. But... I'm sorry, um, Little Red Riding Hood's worse. Keep going. So just want to let you know that this might ruin some Disney magic, so you might want to fast forward. Disney World character performers object against company's policy of preventing disclosure of roles. A union for Walt Disney World Resort character performers, re- performers recently filed a charge with the National Labor Relations Board. The Walt Disney World Resort seeks not to have performers divulge which characters they portray in any media, including social media. Performers have been asked to agree in recent weeks via an electronic document in which they can't disclose their roles in television, radio, print, and social media outlets. According to Donna Lynn Dalton, recording secretary and business agent for Teamsters Local 385 in Orlando, Florida, the move goes beyond long-standing practice at the theme park and resort, where character performers are trained not to reveal themselves in a way that spoils the illusion. Dalton, herself a former Disney character performer, said that she supports the company's position on maintaining the magic. However, having them sign off on confidentiality is unacceptable. Spokeswoman Jack A. Waller said, quote, we are proud of the important role our characters play in the guest experience. The guideline is consistent with our long-standing expectations that cast members protect the magic for our guests. The union also said that it had filed a grievance with Disney's Labor Relations Department, as well as with the NLRB office in Tampa, Florida. You know, I'm, 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 I'm split down the middle yeah, on this. I am you know, to be you? honest no, with not. you, I am not split down I'm not the middle. Down the middle. Okay, so what do you think? I think that when people work for Disney, preserving the magic is part of your job. If you don't want to promote the magic, do not apply for a job to play a character. I just, it's so simple for me. I just feel like there are so many jobs. If you don't want that one, don't do it because... When I first went to Disneyland, when my kids were two and six, Belle was the first princess we met. And two of her gentleman friends were in line in front of us. And she broke her character. And I'll never forget it. Mm. I'll just never forget it. Because Belle doesn't know random people at Disneyland. And I just feel like... You know, social media wasn't a thing back then. But now that it is, if if you cannot control yourself to share and agree to that kind of a confidentiality agreement, this job isn't for you. I don't I, I think I don't the know. thing that bothers me is I don't 
see where it benefits an, a person at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're going to get a better job because there are. I mean, well, I it's think not it's, like I think it's sort of the idea of on social media. It allows them to self promote. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Look who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm really cool because I have this job. And I agree with Jackie. I don't think that. I think that signing this agreement should just be part of the job. Mm-hmm. You should sign it, and you should say, you know what? I agree that I'm not going to divulge it anywhere. But and couldn't it, it, you we, do that by by having guidelines that say, you know, people always see you as a character. You have a responsibility. To keep the integrity of that character, why do you have to sign up? Because there's no then way for someone to come back and say, "Okay, you agreed to this." There's no just because you have something. It's like the Disney lookbook. Mm-hmm. You know, just because people have it doesn't mean that they follow it. There has to be something that's substantial behind it that says you agree to these things and signing. Apparently, there must be some issues going on right. lately right. with characters the people who play characters revealing things on social media because that seems to be the hot but the the the, yeah. the flashpoint here is social media yeah when i moved here all my roommates were in entertainment so i lived with three of them and this story confuses me because this has always been the policy that right. you were not supposed to like they told me, you know, it was MySpace then, um, like, you couldn't have that be, like, your profile picture or anything like that. But you could have a picture, like, I could take a picture with the character Peter Pan, and it could be, like, me and Peter Pan. And then I could tag, like, the corner of the photo with somebody's name, and that's how they kind of worked around it. So I don't think I – feel, I feel like this sort of thing is getting blown out of proportion because I think this has always been the rule. And I, th- I think it's what you said, Pete, is that I think there's been like maybe two or three specific incidents yeah. that they're getting around now because they haven't updated the policy in so long. Because what, what Jackie brought up about what happened to you in Disneyland, mm-hmm. th- that isn't the issue. Um, that person – should have been fired right on the spot yeah. for doing that. There's no gray area there. What is the issue is, um, like I have, much like Rhino, I have friends that have been uh, character performers at, at Disney. And it's usually innocuous stuff, especially if they're a face character. It's just like, you know, a picture of them tagged in the corner or something. Yeah. But then other people, you know, who play not face characters they play uh, characters who, who you wouldn't recognize the actor to have what what if donald duck is your profile picture is that really a big deal no one's well, gonna you, know. like you could make i could make donald duck my profile picture yeah. and i just like donald duck i, you know I think I mean? it's specifically for me the problem would be specifically coming out in a text fashion saying i play this character yeah. and not necessarily photos of and it. that happened within the last like year and a half or something like there was a girl who said on a show that she it was like her hometown had interviewed her like a radio show or something and she had said like she had just gotten um, a role playing like Minnie Mouse or something like that at Disney World and then she got terminated I remember this being in the news like and she should have been. I've always heard people ago. refer to themselves as friends of right, I'm yeah. a friend yeah. of Winnie the Pooh and that's okay that's what that's you're supposed yeah. to yeah but you're not supposed to say I am that right. person because right. nobody is that person well I also wonder you know we had talked a few months ago about uh, the recent contract negotiations and how well the union did in getting concessions from Disney and getting some of the things that they wanted far better than they fared in recent years with their contract negotiations. And I wonder, uh, to some degree, if this isn't part of an emboldened union trying to push to see how much more they can get. Um, Push for better health care. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
that point that point's well taken. But I look at this and say, okay, this has been standard policy for a while. Um, but you know, why is this an issue now? It seems kind of like a tempest in a teapot kind of thing. Uh, it's just there's more there than there's more there there um, is what I'm thinking. But like I said, I'm kind of split on it. Um, but I think you make a really good point, Jackie, about that this is something that has always been. And if you can't handle your being anonymous, playing this role, mm-hmm. then you're not the right person for the role. Yeah. Um, I there's think only there's a one lot Mickey to Mouse. That. Mickey Mouse doesn't appear two places in the park at the same time. You can't go to a meet and greet and see Mickey and see Mickey in a parade because there's only one Mickey Mouse and he's only out in one park at one time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... If you're going to go to that length to make this happen, I don't think – I think you're right. If you're not willing to play by the rules, you shouldn't play. I'm sorry. I think sorry. you should put, be able to, like, put it on a resume maybe for the future. Like, if, you, if you're going you to, like, Disney a Broadway – Yeah, exact character, exact character actor. And then they can ask you right, in, in confidentiality. Right. Like, right. In person. That's what yeah. – yep. In person, they can say, well, which character did you play? And you can have a conversation. But to have it on a resume, you know – an HR manager might bring a stack of resumes home with them, and they might have some kids that maybe are fussing around on their office. Well, I think you we're. I think we're. You're getting into. I think we might be going. Yeah. Like the wheels might be coming off the know. wagon now. I know. You um, never know, though. But Here's the deal. One of them could work for a newspaper. Yes. This is a Watergate all over again. You know, you know, I'm sorry. Sign the paper. Get back in your hot costume and dance for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very simple. Yep. It's easy. It's yeah. very easy. Yep. All right. We're gonna wrap up. Yeah. You know news. how dreams unlimited travel employees feel. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. We're going to wrap up the news and move on to Rapid Fire. We'll start with you, John. All right, mine is short. Magic Band Watch Faces coming soon. This summer, two watch faces will be introduced for Magic Bands, a mini analog face and a black digital face. Um, I think these are fun and cool. And okay, neat. the Minnie Mouse one, absolutely. Right, the other one. That is digital the one idiot. looks like something from 1987. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be caught dead wearing that. Really? They made a really cute one with Minnie Mouse. You said, was the next obvious choice not Mickey? <laughs> right. Where's Mickey? Well, it's also weird. They're, they're on the, they're on, they're going to sit on a weird part of your band because they're going to be on the part where that, your band's on your, uh, your the bone and your wrist. Right. The chip <laughs> is going to be up top, sort of, and the so wrist, uh, right. It's going to be uh, in a weird spot. I don't know why they don't just integrate something like a Fitbit now. Yeah. That seems the most logical thing. Put like a Fitbit and a watch face in the actual band itself, but. I think well, it could be coming, you know. I saw. I thought the same thing you did. I ain't wearing that. I wouldn't wear that. <laughs> no, not in a million years would I wear that. So, but interesting to see that they're, you know, I we we knew that they were going to start plussing these magic bands with more and more things, and you know what? I, it's, I'm on record. Love the magic bands. Love them. Love them. Can't get enough of them. Um, but these particular accessories. I'm not gay enough to wear Minnie Mouse, and I'm not nerdy <laughs> enough to wear the digital watch. So uh, this particular trend is passing me by, but... It'll get better. All right. Thank you, John. Thank Kevin. You. All summer long, the resort pools across property are hosting Disney Junior Pool Parties. Yes. Finally. <laughs> the parties will be held poolside and will hold, last 22 minutes, just Specific. like shows on Disney Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Music and activities will be All themed. fun stops are 23 minutes. That's okay. right. That's without the commercials. Um, music and activities will be themed around Sophia the First, Doc McStuffins. That was for Rhino. Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Miles from Tomorrowland, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Pool staff will lead young guests in games like Sophia Says, Sing Alongs, and Dance Parties. 
So I can't participate in the Doc McStuffins dance party? You're not young enough. Oh, wow. Well, you, you, you could, but, you know, people, there, there are going to be officers that want to speak to you afterwards. <laughs> Don't be surprised if DCS shows up at your house. <laughs> really. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Jackie. So I have some great news to share that some of you might know. The Starbucks at Disney's Animal Kingdom is now open. I'm very excited about okay, this. Okay. Let me stop you for a second. First of all, great news. Might be overselling I was just going to say. <laughs> but I, I have to say something. I have to say something because I have to be honest and fair. Um, coffee on this particular trip, good coffee, was kind of hard to come by. I agree. Um, and out of desperation, because we were in Seattle, um, out of desperation, I went into a Starbucks. I admit it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not proud. And I got their blonde roast. I got to tell you, it's actually good. It is good. It's actually good. It's the one I like. It's the blonde roast. I like it. I got to admit it. I like it. It's good. <laughs> it's a decent cup of coffee. It's actually like on par with uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Can I say something? I can't believe these words are leaving my mouth. I can't, I can't believe these words are leaving my mouth. When you went to Seattle, did you oh, have this chair. sort of? Isn't it doesn't have this lore of really good coffee? Like they were going to yes. meet you at your gate. The birthplace of Starbucks. And I yes, thought, the first I, one is at the Pike Place Market. It's well, yeah. the very first because Starbucks. By, and the hour line out yeah. the out the door. However, yeah. coffee everywhere else was terrible. I thought. I thought it was we very didn't find the good coffee. Yeah. No, and there certainly wasn't any on the cruise ship. Well, it was um, Starbucks. If you went to the. Latitude. Well, they didn't have blondes. They didn't oh, have the blonde roast. Blonde. And I had an Americano that was basically like, well, I'm not going to say the words, but because <laughs> it will get an explicit rating, um, but was not very good. Um, the rest of their stuff is crap. The blonde roast, I got to give it to them. It's really good. It's really good. The theming at the new one in Animal Kingdom, I think, is the best of the ones that they've really? put in the parks. I, yeah. It's it's more spacious that you're not like up against people when you're waiting for your coffee just the way the lines go i really like the new one we were there on saturday oh nice see and we're such coffee fanatics at my house like we started drinking dunkin donuts coffee maybe 10 years ago and so that's the only kind of drip coffee that we'll drink if we have the choice and um starbucks we like their foo-foo drinks so I don't like regular Starbucks drip coffee, so I'm going to give the blonde roast a try. The blonde is fantastic. See, and I can't have the, as you put it, frou-frou drinks. Yes. Because they're loaded with sugar. It's like drinking a milkshake. Yeah, I, you know, I I, I can't. I just can't. I'm diabetic. I can't do it. Um, you can get the the skinny. Um, you can get a skinny one. Yeah, but no. they don't taste as good. No. And just so. a warning: if you think you're drinking chai tea latte and it's low in calories or low in sugar, Google it. Yeah, I was amazed that the one I was drinking was like 96 grams of sugar. Holy oh, moly! Boy. You can ask them to make you a chai tea latte using a tea, uh, chai tea tea bag and not the mix. There's no sugar in that. Just a oh, oh, PSA. One, yeah. Well, the really cool thing about this Starbucks location is that they are going to be donating a portion of the sale of each Starbucks flat white latte, and it's going to go to benefit. What's that? Bob Iger. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit conservation programs that are already underway to help preserve the cotton top tamarind in Colombia. The cotton top tamarind. So, yes. So the so, cotton top's going to get like $11? You maybe. Yeah. yeah. So the drink was specifically selected from other menu choices because of the, copper, uh, the cotton top tamarinds, fluffy white crests that appear on their heads. Well, you know, when so I read this, little, when I read yeah. this, the first thing I thought, 
is why aren't you just giving a percentage of everything you make at that location yeah. to yeah. conservation efforts? Um, you know, it ain't going to kill you. Yes. It ain't going to kill you. That's for sure. Um, you're doing really well. You got plenty of money. And how about getting in line with the theme of Animal Kingdom and the things that Disney does with Animal Kingdom about conservation? And rather than saying, okay, we're going to pick, you know, one drink on full moons on every other Thursday and give yeah. 0.00002% to the cotton top tamarind in Colombia. A rather obscure cause. It is kind of obscure. <laughs> really? Were... There's no movies being made about that. You know? yes. When we were in Harambe right. Village on Saturday, at the when we were getting food, they asked us if we wanted to donate to the conservation fund. So it's like... Mm-hmm. That's Kathy in- said no. <laughs> I did at one location I gave and then at another location I said no. I you can only get so many of those buttons. Right, right. John would explain to him that the cuter animals taste better. <laughs> so, all right, thank you, Jackie. Kathy. You're welcome. Starting July the 3rd, uh, Tony's will no longer have separate lunch and dinner times. They're not going to serve food? No, it's just <laughs> going to be one continuous menu. From 11 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Bad food all day. Mediocrity from start to finish. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Kathy. Hmm. Dustin. Okay. Um, as I Wait. Hold on. You like Tony's? I do. In fact, I have some friends from Oklahoma that come, and we always eat dinner there because they are gluten-free, everybody in their family, and they make them beautiful food, and it's have you delicious. Ever had, have you ever had good Italian food, really? I've had New York Italian food, so I definitely know good Italian. And then so you go into Tony's and you think that's good? Not compared. No, no. of course not. Not compared. Of course no. not. It's horrible. Chef Boyardee doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Dust again. Okay. All right. I have one. I, you know, I respect your opinion. You're just wrong. But okay. Okay, I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, again, you guys are funny. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Go I will now go. <laughs> what? Um, all right, so there is a new uh, experience at the uh, Chinese Theater at uh, the Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios. Uh, guests can now walk the red carpet, carpet and put their hands in cement just like the stars. It's a new photo op um, where you can take a picture of, you know, Slab of cement. The slab of cement. Or if you're the child in this Disney photo, you can look like you're falling off the ledge of a building. <laughs> so okay. that, that's a new experience. I, I can't see this I can't see that picture. Put it back up. Really well, but it's that child looks in pain. Yeah. <laughs> like his hand got stuck in the like, cement. The kid's box doesn't even look like it's there. It looks like those are like like they added it it in. I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, no, we're not going anywhere near that. Oh, my head hurts. <laughs> okay, um, um, like there's something else I could say, but too. I'm not going to because it would be grossly inappropriate. But thank you, Dustin. Rhino. Um, so the Magic Kingdom, um, no? no? Okay. The Magic Kingdom parking lot is going to be expanding over the Walt Disney World Speedway, which is... What we, uh, heard, what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, and that's closing... Um, August 9th, the Richard Petty Driving Experience and the Exotic Driving Experience. So if you haven't done it and you want to do it, do it before August 9th. Could you imagine parking all the way out there? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
we'll have the trams and I did, stuff. I didn't realize like parking was becoming such an issue that they were like, we need to quickly close and pay this thing. Even on the most crowded days, I never see that parking lot all the way out to the speedway. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you really? Yeah. It does. Wow. I, I would turn and go home if that's what I exactly. saw. <laughs> that means you got there really late. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. All right, thank you, Rhino. Gregory. And people are upset that they're not going to build something there. And I think, like, what? They're going to build an attraction in the parking lot? Yeah. No, they're going to build a parking lot. Okay. Gregory. So I got a couple quick things going on. Uh, the first one, the uh, some of the biggest trending news on Twitter this past week, Zuri Sweet Shop is now open at Animal Kingdom. And the reason it's important is because it now offers poop yep. desserts. I'm like trying not um, to gag right now. <laughs> oh, Which, the poop was really good. <laughs> did you uh, Did you get well, to... Well, she was a child in Africa. That was really? a delicacy. <laughs> reminded you, her of home I cooking. I had the giraffe and the hippo. Yeah, and it was good? Yeah, it was. Mm. No, Just like mom used to make. <laughs> okay, so, so, so when did... I think that's a load of poop. Oh. <laughs> when, when did... When, when did all these people turn into scat queens? <laughs> For the younger viewers, you can Google that. <laughs> when when did the concept of even even in even in jest of eating crap <laughs> Like, Literally, but it's so- when did when did that become in? Because every place we went in Alaska, there was moose poop and this poop and that poop, and I'm saying to myself, really, does this does this work? Does this sell? Does this really attract people? Didn't you Ooh. like monkey poop coffee or whatever it was called? No, I didn't. I wouldn't oh. drink it. Well, there was, was a, there was a crowd of people around the case when we were there on Saturday buying our poop. They were all and- looking at you. Yeah. Oh. Wait, is it real poop though, or is it no? no. no. Oh my yes, of course it's yes, real. Poop. Right. I thought they had like done something to it, and the, people are just the disgusting. Giraffe, the giraffe poop that looks like the little nuggets. Is actually it tastes like a brownie. Brownie. God, I, and I still want to. The gag. hippo. It's disgusting. The hippo I, I, one had a lot of peanut butter in I it. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the ones that have the grass. It sounds like a poop kind of sores well, amongst us. That, that's just fat shaming. That that just it, it, it was. It takes me back <laughs> the to my one is the, best. One, the hippo one. Hippo one has the peanut butter in it. That's just fat shaming. <laughs> it just. Da, 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 da. It took me Stay back to my childhood that people liked on my Facebook page. That I commented on poop. Okay. It just, well, but I, it was it. It's three ninety nine. It's better warm than when it's. <laughs> oh no! I'm just, I'm just comes warm. I'm backing no, out of comes, this conversation comes, completely. I don't want it. It cool anywhere out good. of the case. If you let it warm up a little before oh. you eat it, it's much better. Oh no! So that's my tip of the day. <laughs> I think they're some of the most creative desserts Disney has put out mm-hmm. there recently, and I will give them credit it's for that. Three ninety nine uh, a, a, a poo poo platter. Yeah. What? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening here? Um, well, I can move on. We're really having a discussion. We're really seriously having a discussion about the poop is better to eat warm than it is cold. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, also, a lot of people know that's been trending this past week. The uh, cheese sauce has been going away from counter services mm-hmm. at uh, at Disney. So charging well, for it now. You realize it's cheese flavored product. That, 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 yeah. That's never been cheese a day in its life. It's, it's a cheese. Some gasoline. people love it. Corn dog. I love. No, I loved yeah. it. But why is it so, going away? I don't think they've given a reason why they're taking no, it away, they but they've started to remove it all, and so and it's a color uh, also not found in nature. 
<laughs> no, but also wonderful, just like poop brownies. So uh, there are babies being born with gills. The best thing you can do is go up to the counter service and demand you get your cheese back, and maybe it'll work out for us someday. All right. And finally, for people who like the TCM uh, Disney sponsorship, the next round of movies is coming on July second on a Thursday night. So keep an eye out for that. And that's it. I'm done. All right. Before we uh, before we close, I just want to talk briefly about changes to the 2016 Walt Disney World packages. These were announced yesterday. Um, these are uh, packages that, in order for it to be a package, it's a hotel stay uh, and tickets. Um, or you could also add the dining plan. Um, uh, guest booking packages in the past know that it, com- it came with a whole series of discounts and things like that, which apparently people weren't using because I guess that's the reason Disney is dropping it. Now, instead, you're going to get four vouchers to play miniature golf instead of just two, and they're giving you four vouchers for admission to, wait for it, ESPN Y World of Sports because that's clearly a, a very important thing. Um, the discount for bowling at Splitsville has been reduced to 10% from 20%. Uh, the dining offer at Planet Hollywood has changed from a $15 voucher to a 15% discount. Uh, several things have been removed altogether, including the arcade game card, discounts at Bongo's Cuban Cafe, Fulton's Crab House, Paradiso 37's, Children's Activity Centers, Walt Disney World Marinas, Spas and Salons, vouchers for Disney Quests, and discounts on horseback riding and fishing excursions. All of those are gone now. Um, Reservations can now be booked one up to one business day before arrival. That's a change. Um, and uh, also the courtesy hold has gone from seven days to three. Uh, is it three days or four three days? days? Three days. Um, so you can book packages up to 499 days in advance. Um, I just find it interesting that all these discounts went away. I mean, John suggested that it was because uh, people weren't using them. Ah. But... Do they really think anybody's going to... Oh, wow, now we've got those four free tickets to ESPN Wide World of Sports that I always wanted. Yeah, what are you going to do with it unless something's going on? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, it's like they get to give it to you, but it's not really costing them anything because most people aren't going to use it. So they look like they're giving you something, but they took all this stuff all right. away. They, they want to make... Excuse me. They want to make a package that seems like it has value mm-hmm. beyond just the individual components. And by giving you these things that most people don't use, it feels like there's add-ons to it. They did away with a lot of stuff that a lot of people just didn't use. The the discounts at the downtown Disney resorts were never really that popular. Well, historically speaking, when Disney takes something away, it's because they feel they don't need to give it anymore because the packages are doing well. Historically, that's been the motivation. Um, You know, they'll use the, you know, guest demand that the demand wasn't there, so we took it away. Um, and I'm not saying they're saying that about this, but it looks to me like, you know what? We're doing pretty well with these packages. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to sell these and, or include these anymore. So let's pull them out. That's what it looks like to me. You're getting, you're getting less, period. You're just getting less. Whether you use them or not, just knowing that they're there, knowing that you have that, it adds that sense of value, for me anyway. And it does add a sense of value, even if I have no intention of using it. It's nice to know it's an option there if I want it. Um, but, you know, for me, four passes to mini, mini golf and four passes to wide world of sports, zero value at all. Two things I ain't going to do. Just not going to do it. So um, one of the things that 
they did do away with that I think is unfortunate is the discount on the watercraft stuff. You know, I think that was something that families might do. Yeah, yeah. But so those are the changes for next year for the packages, 2016 packages. Did you say that it went from 45 days to 30 days for final payment? Um, You could book 31 days out and just put the deposit down. Right. Within 30 days, you have to pay the full amount of the package. But the final payment's due. Right. Yeah. At 30 days. Yeah. At 30 days as opposed to 45. Right. Right. And then also, um, the other changes you mentioned this is that it's what you can book up to one day in advance, which was mm-hmm. never the case before. It had to be at least five. So they must have upgraded their system so that resorts get the information faster. Well, so there's that. And with that, it's going to do it for me this week. Coming up next, Dustin and the team are going to talk about Disney films in the theme parks. So that's it. We hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you again next week with another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Remember, go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm.